This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best artists to you. Hey, how's it going out there? My name is Pete, and you're tuned into another special podcast presentation from WXAV 88.3 FM. It's been a while since we've last done this. It was uh, myself and Brian Lofren from uh, the Xavier. Brian, say hello to the people. Hi, people. We did this great Simpsons uh, podcast, and Brian, you and I had a blast. Did we not? We did, and it's it's been far too long. We decided that uh, we were going to do another podcast because it had been so long we needed to do another one. So we're going right to Brian and I's bread and butter superhero movies. And we are so excited about this topic. We brought a friend. Hi, guys. I'm Caitlin Wernicke. Caitlin, welcome, welcome. You have a Batman headband in. You have a Batman sweatshirt on. You have your computer there with the Batman logo I take it you're a Batman fan. <laughs> I just might slightly be. I mean, you know, obsessions and stuff. I'm totally obsessed. Just totally obsessed. <laughs> so Batman's your guy? That's oh, your favorite yes. superhero? That's my go-to guy right there. You ask me about him, I'll be like, um, freak out moment. Now, see, here's the fascinating part. Now, Brian, I don't know if you know this about Caitlyn or not. The way Caitlyn got into superheroes was not the superhero movies. It was not superhero TV shows. It was comic books. What was the first uh, uh, book you read? Oh, geez. I can't even remember at this point because I started when I was like probably six or something like that. Um, I always used to go to the lo- my local library in Tinley Park and I'd go to the comic book session. Um, my dad was a huge Batman fan too. We're D- a DC family. <laughs> and and so I just decided one day like, hmm, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going to read one of these. So I picked up a book and just sat down right there in the aisle and started reading. And then I picked up another one and another one and another one. And I'm like, well, I think I might have a problem now. <laughs> but Caitlin, welcome to our discussion. Uh, Brian, why don't you kind of go over with the people what we're going to be talking about today? Okay, so basically what we uh, started out just wanting to talk about was just what are our top five favorite comic book uh, movies. Now, this is not the top five best comic book movies. We could never do anything, you know, that definitive. It it would always have to be something personal for us, a personal favorite. And, and these are the five that we chose. And it was not easy at all for any of us. Yeah, my list changes all the time. You know, there's constantly new superhero movies being made, but, you know, I think my list, I I feel confident in my list. Who would like to begin with their number five favorite superhero movie? I could go. I'll go first. Okay, Brian, you go first. (laughs) No one looked like they wanted to volunteer, so I'll go first. Um, So my number five selection is X2, X-Men United. Mm. I am a huge X-Men fan. I think Hugh Jackman might be one of the greatest uh, actors to ever play a superhero on screen is Wolverine. I will, may I say this? I think Hugh Jackman's casting as Wolverine rivals Christopher Reeve's casting as Superman. It's just perfect. Like, it's just so spot on. But, But that whole movie works really as a team movie. You know, the Avengers gets a lot of credit. But really, Brian Singer beat everyone to the punch with making a, a team movie with the first X-Men, and he made a great team movie with X2. And I think that that, it's, that is something that has proven to be hard to do 
for the cats at Marvel and DC, and and Singer did it first. I, I think you can make a legitimate argument that it's still the best X Men movie ever made. Oh, I, I would definitely yeah. say it's the best X Men movie ever made. Now, Caitlin, are you a big X Men girl at all? I haven't quite gone and dived into that area of <laughs> X-Men quite yet. I mean, I've seen like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine character and everything like that, and I must say I do like it very much. I think the casting for him was spot on. I think he definitely makes Wolverine. But I, I like I said, I haven't gone over X-Men quite yet. I have to definitely go into that area and research it. But Caitlin, what is your number five favorite superhero movie of all time? Like I said, I'm a DC girl, but I'm going to actually have to go with the Marvel movies on my main selection here. I'm going to go with Thor, actually, to be my number five. Excellent choice. Although I do like, like, I'll go into Thor 2, Dark World, later on, but I, I like Thor. It was good jumping in point for me to see that movie. I liked the action. I liked the casting. It was just very interesting to watch. I like. I mean, I, I'm a huge action girl. I love action. You know, I I think Thor is the hidden gem of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, the first one directed by Kenneth Branagh, and I think it's impeccable. But the best part about that Thor movie, it's fun. There are some laugh-out-loud moments in that movie, like when he keeps getting hit by Natalie Portman in the cars. <laughs> it is. It is fun. I mean, that's also what I look for in these movies is something that's not exactly all that serious. Mm-hmm. I, I like how there's, a like, oh, those laugh-out-loud moments where you're just like, oh, my God, did that really just happen? You know, I think the popular movie that summer was Captain America. The popular movie of, the, of that summer should have should have been... Thor, because it, it it is. It's just so much. It it plays like a comic book. At times, it's epic, and but it's never afraid to go colorful, a little goofy, but always in good fun. And it was serious. I mean, there were some real heavy emotional moments, like when he could not pull the hammer out of the rock. Oh, and and all this stuff with Loki. It plays like a great Shakespearean tragedy. And that's right there from Kenneth Branagh because he's the great Shakespearean interpreter of this generation. Yeah. No, that's an excellent, excellent choice for your number five. Um, all right, so it's time for my number five, and it's controversial. A lot of people say this is the movie that could have killed comic book movies forever. And my number five favorite superhero movie of all time is Batman and Robin. For the sheer fact that it's a movie adaptation of the Adam West Batman. It is camp. It is playing into all the craziness of comic books. But at the same time, it's fun. Is it a bad movie? Yes, it is a bad movie, but it's a fun, bad movie to watch. You get popcorn and you make fun of it. And for the sheer fact that you get the line from Arnold of, Ice to see you. (laughs) I mean, it's a national treasure in my opinion. Now, we live sort of in the age of the the Christopher Nolan uh, superhero movie, your, your Man of Steels, your Dark Knights, if you will. Do you ever find yourself longing for the days of like the lighter superhero movie. I do. Is there what I'm basically what I'm trying to ask is basically do you ever think that there could be a lighter Batman again? Not maybe as far as Joel Schumacher, but something in between. I think so, but I I don't think you're going to get it anytime soon. Eventually this bubble is going to pop 
on superhero movies, and then it's going to have to be reinvented a decade after that. Or, and I think, yeah, there will be a possibility. The Chris Nolan movies are great, and we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about those later on in this podcast. They're great, but I think there's a very negative effect that those movies have is the fact that they are taken so seriously. This is a guy that dresses up as a bat. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you got to be able to be a little lighthearted. And that's what I've really enjoyed with some of the Marvel movies like the first Iron Man or Thor. You have your deep, dark, emotional moments. But at the same time, you can laugh. You don't laugh during The Dark Knight. You don't laugh during The Dark Knight Rises. And there's a place for that, and it's still a, a good story. But sometimes it's like, you know, life's hard enough. Why can't we just kind of have fun? And Batman and Robin is a fun movie. It's it's the movie you put on to, to roast with your friends. Absolutely. And we've done it, and it's been <laughs> glorious. All right, let's move on to number four. Brian, what's your number four favorite superhero movie of all time? Uh, my number four choice was the monster 2012 hit, uh, The Avengers. Damn. Um, I just don't see a way to not put that. On, on a list like this. Brian, I'm going to piggyback because that's my number four favorite superhero movie of all time. Let's talk a little bit about The Avengers. <laughs> Caitlin, have you – you've seen The Avengers, oh, correct? yes. That's actually my number two favorite. Uh-huh. So I actually put it a little higher up there. Okay. Well, well, let's have our Avengers discussion now. All right. That was a huge risk. That could have killed the Marvel movies. I mean they spent four years building up to The Avengers movie and – I mean, it's not like Superman was in it or Spider-Man was in it. The most recognizable one was Captain America. Yeah. That movie does not work without two people. Number one, Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. You don't have Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. You have no Marvel Cinematic Universe, period, end of story. He is the MVP. He is Tony Stark in character and out of character. <laughs> he is. Tumblr will tell you this. Um, the second one is uh, Josh Whedon. He was able to, in my opinion, craft a story that was entertaining, that brought the action, but there was a story there. It wasn't as intricate as A Dark Knight, but it didn't have to be. You want, the Avengers movie was an action movie. That's what it had to be. You had to have an hour-long battle scene to see all the heroes fight together. That's what it had to be, and it delivered. And I think we just got to give a lot of credit, I also think, to John Favreau who, and Kevin Feige, two guys who kind of saw this project from the beginning to the end. Uh, and Favreau actually made a, the movie that almost made my list, but not quite, and it's the first Iron Man. Because without that movie, you have nothing. A lot of people argue greatest superhero movie ever is The Avengers. What do you guys think about that? <sighs> I, I think the only reason I didn't put it higher on my list, again, it 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 just has not not like imperfections or or anything like that. I know people say that there's you know plot holes, and I don't care about any of that. There's stuff. plot holes in anything. There's plot holes in anything if you look hard enough. You know, I think I think this will have to be one of those movies. Time will have to tell. Um, I think the fun of the Avengers was seeing all the Marvel movies that added up to one big thing. And I don't know if in the future this movie will stand on its own. I hope it does. I really like this movie, but I don't know if it's a if it's a autonomous sort of movie. What do you think, Caitlin? I mean, this is your number two favorite superhero movie, so you you, you like this. Defend this is, it. Defend it, yeah. <laughs> well, 
I put it up higher on the list because I did watch all the movies um, with the introduction of the superheroes to the Avengers movie where they all come together, except for, of course, Black Widow and um, Hawkeye, which I really want to know what happened in Budapest. <laughs> um, but, so, I I like it. It was a good, oh, Marvel is actually doing some really good movies. And like I said, I'm a DC fan, but I have to admit, I've been liking the Marvel movies a lot better than the DC movies. As you stated, I'm a Batman fan, but I did not like the Dark Knight trilogy, to be honest. And some people might find that really surprising and be like, oh, you're not a Batman fan then. I, I didn't like it. I mean, it didn't add up to me. Like we were saying, it wasn't, there wasn't that much fun in it. There wasn't those laugh out loud. It was very dark. And I know Batman's dark, but in the comics, he's not all the time. Mm-hmm. I think we could have a whole podcast just on the Chris Nolan Batman. I agree. And the effects that it's had on superhero movies and everything. Because I think you bring up a good point. I mean, DC has made a conscious effort to go dark. You saw it with Man of Steel. Man of Steel is a dark movie. And that's Superman. Superman is your moral compass of the DC universe. I mean, they're really making an effort to say, this is how we're going to be different from Marvel. We're going to go a little bit darker. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go because of that Avengers effect. Now everyone wants to see Justice League. Brian, you look like you're 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 contemplating something. You know, I'm just gonna make a bold prediction and say one day we probably will do a podcast all about the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. You know, DC tr- troubles me in a way not 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 in any sort of way that they're keeping me up at night, but just in a sort of like it's like what Caitlin said. Like you don't have to go so dark. Yes. Is is there room, I think, for a Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy? Absolutely. I think, but that character lends himself to that. Does Superman necessarily lend himself to a dark Christopher Nolan-like treatment? I'm sure there's iterations of the characters in the, of that character in the comics that goes in a darker direction, but I don't know. I don't know if that was the character to go that way on. That's That's my way of making a Man of Steel comment. Without making a, a man of steel a, comment, a man of steel comment, yeah. yeah, excellent. Well, let's move on to our, our top three. We're moving right along here on a podcast here on WXAV eighty three FM and WXAV.com. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Peter Creighton. I'm joined by Brian Laughlin. Hi, and Caitlin. Hello. And we're talking our favorite superhero movies, and we want you to join the conversation. Uh, tweet at us at WXAV eighty eight three on Twitter, or like our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, type in WXAV eighty eight three, like us there. Um, but let's move into our uh, top three favorite superhero movies. Vault on Brian. What's your number three? All right, so currently on this piece of loose-leaf paper I have in front of me, my top three choice is a tie, but I realize I probably can't do that. That's against the rules uh, that I just made up in my head right now. So making a snap decision, I'm going to go with my number three choice is uh, The Dark Knight. Oh, and we just got done talking about that. Um, talk about The Dark Knight. But what what can I say about The Dark Knight that hasn't already been said? That is the true sort of... I mean, it, it's the movie that, that changed the way we're going to watch superhero movies forever. It's, it's a great Batman-Joker story. Of course, it has 
the Oscar-winning performance by the late, great Heath Ledger in it. I think we can say the iconic performance. It's iconic. Yes. I mean, when people think of the Joker now, it's Heath Ledger's Joker. It's no longer Jack Nicholson's or Cesar Romero. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's uh, maybe Mark Hamill could could rival Heath Ledger. Ah, uh, the voice of the Joker in the Batman the Animated Series, which is my definitive Batman. It, it's, it's close, but I, I just think that the Dark Knight... It's just such a well-made movie, and it stands on its own. You don't need to have seen Batman Begins, which was the movie it was tied with on Mm -hmm. my list. It it just works. There's not one scene in that movie that doesn't work. I agree. What can you not say that hasn't already been said about The Dark Knight? It's a masterpiece. Okay, Caitlin, your number three favorite superhero movie of all time. It's going to have to be uh, Batman the movie with Adam West. Ooh. Ooh. Wild card. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were talking about all the darkness and stuff with these recent Batman movies, and I'm going to have to say I like the lightheartedness of this. I grew up on this. This is kind of also how I started. Um, My dad introduced me to it, so... Thank you, Dad. I, um, I, I think for everyone, the Adam West Batman's the first introduction into Batman. It is, it, and, and that's wonderful. It, it's fun to watch. I mean, you can you can still see his mustache underneath <laughs> yeah. all the makeup. It's hilarious, and like the outfits. Batman's blue. Yeah. <laughs> blue. It, we got the blue and gray suit, people. We did. <laughs> we did. Well, and not only that, I mean, you have four villains in it. Joker, Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman, four of the greatest Batman villains of all time. And it's a great 60s movie. Like, if you want to know what the 60s vibe was like, you kind of get that by watching the Adam West Batman. It's a great pick. For me, it's on par with Batman and Robin. It's a fun movie to watch. Well, to keep in the tradition, my number three favorite superhero movie of all time is something that reinvented the industry. Came out in a magical summer of 1989, had a controversial pick as Batman and a comedian known as Michael Keaton. And I'm referring, of course, to Batman as my third favorite superhero movie of all time. I'm going to have to piggyback with you on this like you did with my number three because Batman 89 is my number two. Well, let's talk so we'll about throw it. it all yeah. together then. This, I think, has become grossly underrated since the Chris Nolan Batman. This is a masterpiece, too. One of my problems with the Chris Nolan Batman is you never get a vibe for Gotham City. It's Chicago. It's Pittsburgh. And that's fine. That's what he was going for. When you watch Tim Burton's 89 Batman, it's Gotham City through and through. You get to see Batman in all of his variations. The crime fighter, the detective, the brooding, hurt little boy, perfectly cast. The Batmobile is perfect. That is the Batmobile. Yes, yes. The the score is a masterpiece from Danny Elfman. Everything about it. The suit looks awesome. Jack Nicholson's performance as the Joker is amazing. This is a definitive Batman. It's one of those rare movies that you can put up sort of against its modern counterpart, which I guess would be The Dark Knight, more so than Batman Begins. It holds up. It holds up. It holds they, up. They exist as two totally separate entities representing two totally different uh, takes on that character. Um, And Tim Burton just had has an eye for that Gotham City look. He was the perfect pick, aesthetically speaking, to, to do a movie like that. It was huge when it came out. 
people breaking into the the bus stations to steal the posters movie of 1989 yeah i mean it's kind of like the dark knight what more cannot be said for that movie that hasn't already been said yeah and and just to touch on jack nicholson you said that heath ledger's joker is the now iconic joker you know jack nicholson's not playing it for laughs either in that movie there are moments of of He's a hardcore of, gangster of, in that movie. Of real menace. Yeah. But I have a theory Jack Nicholson did not have one scripted line in that movie because <laughs> he just seems like he is improvising, having the time of his life. Where does he get those wonderful, wonderful toys? toys? Or Gotham City always puts a smile on my face. Not only that, it's Jack Nicholson, one of the greatest <laughs> actors who ever lived. Who is menacing enough when he's not playing a, <laughs> yeah, he's... A, a, a psychopathic clown. Yeah. Excellent choice. Caitlin, your number two superhero well, movie of all time. We touched on that. It was The Avengers. Ah, so. that's right. That's correct. So, that's right. I, like I said, it's just a really nice movie. I mean, again... I have to say, they, they have to make a movie about what happened in Budapest. <laughs> I am dying to know. Well, they are talking about a, a Black Widow solo movie. All right, well, let's move into then my number two movie. And, Brian, I have a feeling you're going to piggyback on this one again. Spider-Man 2. That is my number two favorite superhero movie of all time. If you want to capture the essence of Spider-Man and what Spider-Man is, Spider-Man 2 does it. It's perfect. Doc Ock is an incredible villain. Peter Parker just gets the crap kicked out of him, as he should. <laughs> um, but yet, at the end of the day, you know, he, he wins out. He gets the girl, he gets Mary Jane, and it's a happy ending. Uh, I am totally going to piggyback on you because this is my number one choice is Spider-Man 2. <sighs> this movie is the movie that, that made me sort of not only appreciate superheroes because this is the movie that got me into comic books, but it's kind of the movie that got me into movies or at least got me sort of like obsessively uh, willing to do podcasts about willing it, willing to do podcasts about it, reading the newspaper every day to hear news about Spider-Man 2, all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, it made me like a creepy movie internet stalker to where like I'll stalk <laughs> the production of a movie and that's carried over into my life today. But again, it's just a perfect representation of the Spider-Man comics. It's loud. It's, it's, but it, but it knows that the drama of Spider-Man is not Spider-Man. It's Peter Parker. Peter Parker is the is the character we're supposed to like, we're supposed to focus on. Great performances all around. J.K. Simmons. You know, uh, good luck to Mark Webb recasting the role of J. Jonah Jameson. Um, Alfred Molina, a great villain. They always say in wrestling terms that the best villain is the one that always thinks what they're doing is right. You understand why Doc Ock's doing what he's doing. You may not agree with it, but you understand it, and you feel bad for him. But at the end of the day, it's also kind of a noble cause. He's trying to create a source of unlimited renewable energy. He's yeah. not trying to, like, kill people or no. do any— You know, it's a total departure from Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, where, you know, you felt the point was more chaos, more, more death and destruction, where Dr. Octopus is really actually trying to help people. Okay, but Caitlin, what's your favorite— Superhero movie of all time. I'm gonna have to go with Thor 2. Actually. Wow. wow, it's 
teetering there. I mean, it, it probably will change once the new, more movies come out. But right now, it's just I like the sass. <laughs> I like the sass of Loki in there. I, it's just extremely sassy, but still there's like you're getting your heart strings pulled a little bit in there too, especially yeah. at the end. But that's an interesting pick. I I really liked Thor too. Again, there is an attitude there that you you can't help but like it. They they know they've figured out what to do with that character cinematically and and it just works. They know what to do and they're just going to keep doing it and it's just going to keep working. Brian, why don't you start uh, recap your top five? Okay, so my top five as it stands right now. Uh, number five, X2, X-Men United. Number four, The Avengers. Number three, The Dark Knight. And number two, Batman from 1989. Two. And then my number one is Spider-Man 2. Yes, I, t- I totally <laughs> forgot. Caitlin, why don't you recap your top five real quick? Um, well, my number five was Thor. My number four was Batman the movie with Adam West. And then also was The Avengers, and my first was Thor 2. My number five pick was Batman and Robin. Four was The Avengers. Three was the Batman from 1989, and my number two pick was Spider-Man 2 from 2004. (sighs) Superman the movie from 1977. And I pick it for a couple of reasons. First... It started superhero movies. It, it laid the groundwork, the architect of how to do a superhero movie. Without this, you don't have Tim Burton's Batman. You don't have Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. You don't have any of it. Again, the casting job of Christopher Reeve, he's still Superman. Let's face it. Henry Cavill was great. Brandon Roth was very good. But Superman will always be Christopher Reeve. It just will be. And to this day, I buy that he flies. There's no CGI. There's no nothing. I buy that Superman flies by watching the performance by Christopher Reeve. It is a little dated. I mean, it's made from the late 70s, so there's some moments in there, but the positives far outweigh the negatives. And actually, in Superman the movie, he does not throw a punch. Really? He does not throw a punch. In Superman the movie, the only thing Superman does, rescue people. The love story with Margot Kidder's Lois Lane and Chris Reeve's Superman is... It's iconic. It's great. I mean, it's again, it's the the prototype for every other superhero movie. Um, I won't disagree that Superman the movie isn't a masterpiece. It is. I think my favorite thing about that movie is Gene Hackman oh, as Luther. Lex Luthor. Gene Hackman is one of my all-time favorite actors. Him with Ned B- uh, Beatty as uh, Otis. It, you it, laugh every time you see it. It's perfect. It just it just works. That's a movie that just plain works there's nothing there's not a scene in it it's like the dark knight there's not a scene in it where you don't believe what's happening you are totally immersed in that world i'm gonna point something out and i know it's been pointed out before but there's just one thing about that movie that has always bothered me and it's turning time back by by flying the world backwards it's i for some reason you can make a greater argument for a man being able to shoot uh, heat lasers out of his eyes than than flying the world into reverse. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to this uh, this podcast from WXAV 83FM. Again, uh, send us your five favorite superhero movies of all time at our Twitter. WXAV 883 is the Twitter username. Guys, it's been a fun time. I, I've had a, an absolute blast. This was a great way to start my Friday morning. Start my weekend with this just makes me happy. Have a good one. We'll talk again soon.
Thank you for listening to this WXAV.com podcast. Check out WXAV.com for future podcasts. WXAV, the escape from ordinary radio.